This is Crime Time, home of the conjugal visits. Your boy Vance Parley in studio. Kick back, relax, and enjoy this one. Peace, peace, peace. Peace, peace, peace. This is Beto, number one. You're listening to Crime Time, you filthy, dirty animals. Come back, she's got more miles than the freaking odometer. So it made me feel young again. So it made me feel young again. Cause you don't act like you're ready for the old folks home. You know what I mean? I don't have to do anything. Ow! For someone six feet or more, I'm wide enough to allow both partners to lie side by side. Like, do you have homeless people living over there? Crime time, what's going down? Cut him off. Crime time is the best show I ever Listen before. Play that game in high school with Neil. Oh yeah, all the way to hairline. Alright, we're out. There's the angle I'm talking about. There's the angle I'm talking about. Another panel popping. Yeah! <laughs> this is Big Ooze from Ooze Creations. And I'm listening to Crime Time all day, 24-7. I'm naked right now listening to fucking crime time. It's been hot chocolate. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, Yo, Anti, you cinder block blasting, consolidated, infantile, bramble sticking, credence clear water, discombobulated, deliberately broken, dismantled creep. Can you hear me? It sounds like you're in a spaceship. Where are you in the universe? I can hear you fine. I'm traveling at the speed of light, and I just got to a cruising altitude of 500,000 feet in space, going through a fucking rocket ship, through time and spirituality, through the power of the human mind that has enabled us to keep us one step ahead of the law, and you one step ahead out of incarceration. I feel like I'm flying with you, man. Haven't been this high in years. Explain graffiti to someone that has never seen it, looked at it, or even thought about it. I could say, for me, graffiti is a way to express what you represent and put it out there for the public to see, whether they think it's pretty, ugly, or not, and you can represent what you believe in, and you can take it to whatever kind of level you want to take it to. You could be the most up motherfucker, or you could just write on a legal wall, or you could write the fucking favorite name of your band on the wall, or you could write, Freaks rule, jocks suck. That's kind of how I started with this graph shit, you know? I just started seeing heavy metal bands and all that. So how did you get involved with this? Well, I came up in high school with my friend Desk and Gray, and I noticed uh, I had this heavy metal tape from this band from Venice called Excel, and I had this dope graffiti burner, and I knew they were doing graffiti, but I didn't know what it was. I said, hey, guys, are you guys doing the shit that's in this picture? They're all, yeah. And then they showed it to me, and they showed me the spots. They showed me the kingdom, the monolithic, and then it just took off from there. Definitely finding graffiti anywhere back then was a real treat, whether it was an album cover, a skateboard, thrasher or something. Why don't you tell us some of the changes you've noticed in graph and some of the major changes, for better or worse? The big-time changes... Is of course the internet, you know, you could just view and see everything. As for when I came up, it was first just seeing it firsthand with gangs and just heavy metal culture and skateboarding culture in ditches and on walls in cutty spots. 
I just started immersing myself in this subculture and getting more and more into it. And it's just taken off from there. You know, Graf's pretty cool. I like talking about it. But let's shift gears a little bit. Um, if you were on a desert island and you only had one album you could bump, what would you listen to? What album would it be? Well, lately I've been listening to my old 80s punk rock. One of my favorite English punk rocks is Subhumans. The album is The Day the Country Died. The song is Subvert. And there's this line in there that says... Fuck your government, spray paint everything, subvert city. So great. You know, when I was a younger cat, I went to this gangster party and the song um, Selly Cell is <laughs> going down tonight was on repeat. Literally, I heard it like 40 times. What's the most times you've ever listened to any song? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know, dude. I'll start listening to crazy ass shit and then it'll echo through my mind all day long. Listen, man, I don't know you from a stranger on the bus, but based on the last four minutes, I'd say you're crazier than a shithouse rat. Uh, how do you feel about a comment like that? I think it's a hell of a compliment. Thank you, my friend, because... If someone saw that as a bad thing, and let me tell you something, I'm going to use this time to do a public service announcement really quick. All you fucking drug addicts that are breaking into my fucking car and stealing my paperwork and my fucking insurance and every fucking nickel I have in there, you fucking fiends need to stop doing drugs and all you little kids don't do meth or fucking heroin. It ain't cool. If you want to be a badass, you want to be fucking hard. Start skateboarding. Learn how to eat concrete. Start fucking painting your names on the walls. Start learning hand styles. Start learning burners. Don't fucking do bad drugs. Thank you. You know, everybody listening to this show knows someone or personally has been affected by drugs. So it's clearly a shitty way to live. It's not good. The long-term effects, the short-term effects, it's terrible. What would be the opposite of doing drugs? I know exactly what to do. What you got to do is be good to yourself, be good to your friends and family, and make your own fucking society amongst you, your friends and family, a good place to live in, and help your friends out. Shit, we all fall face down in the gutter, but pick yourself the fuck up. Don't stay in the gutter forever, and you could do that. Well, fuck, you just made the world a fucking better place. You made your world a better place. You made your friends and family's world a better place. That's how we can end this shit. When the rivers of the innocent overflow, the fucking chaos and corruption and death and destruction comes in, that's when we got to stick together and have unity and brotherhood and family and fucking moral values, dude. Don't let it crumble and decay. And have fun with it, too, man. Fuck. Just because this graffiti shit's illegal doesn't mean it's bad. It's fucking beautiful. Pretty good sermon, man. Kind of touching. I just started getting into graph like three months ago. I've never actually written, but I've heard a lot about magazines. Try to explain to people like me and other writers that are young, like what effect magazines had on graffiti. Oh, it affected me in a hardcore way, you know? Um, I think the first one was can control. And then after that, what's next? Fucking crime time, night crawlers, crazy kings, on the go. Graph magazines are these things that you like open it up. And it's kind of like a book, but smaller. 
And when you're taking a shit, you can look at all this cool fucking style, and it's really good for fucking defecation entertainment, dude. So all you kids out there, try a graph magazine or a book. It's pretty cool, man. And um, hey, turn off your screen for a second and step outside and enjoy this beautiful, chaotic world full of scum. You can get so much inspiration from it. What about Life Sucks Die? Did you ever see that one? Oh, I love that one. Yeah, there's all kinds of crazy shit in that one. Life sucks, die. There's some other ones. Um, While you were sleeping, day in the life. Man, so much good shit, dude. And I would fucking go out to California just so I could buy these fucking things because they wouldn't they wouldn't sell them in my small ass town. Fuck no, dude. So yeah, dude, that had a heavy influence on me. Shit. And before that, there's these things called VHS cassettes, and fucking there was a videograph. And they actually promoted, I think, Albuquerque Graffiti in the fucking early 90s, late 80s, man. One of the guys on there from Albuquerque wrote SEC, C-E-K. He's like, what are you writing? Oh, that's my homie, dude. I went to school with that kid. He's cool as fuck. He's a skateboarder, homie, and a heavy fucking influence. That's rad you dropped that name. He was like, "Uh, wait a sec. SEC, yes. He was was down in like this weird tunnel spot or something in the video. Dude, that tunnel spot was the kingdom, all-time kingdom, ATK. My boy Agree. The f- Do you remember when or where or what it was like when you met Agree? And I was like, what the fuck is this? He's got his hat tipped to the side, overalls, covered with fucking burners and a fucking weird gold chain with a Uzi at the end of it. I was like, wow, this dude isn't punk rock. He's not a fucking heavy metal fucking hasher. The fuck is this? Who are these people? And that's when the fucking hip-hop culture just exploded in fucking 89 when I saw it first. And then all of a sudden, a couple years later, I see what's going on. I'm like, damn, that shit looks kind of cool. Fuck, I hang out in ditches all day. I met my best friends at the ditch. Now I'm fucking painting in them with these cats. It's fucking awesome. Definitely in the 90s, it seemed like being a gangster was cool. There's a lot of thugs, a lot of posers. You agree? All of the above, man. Yes, lots of different gangsters. And there's all kinds of gangsters. Um, these, This one gang, oh, no, nah, bro, we'll just beat you up, and then you can be in our gang. I was like, nah, that's okay, dude. They're all, nah, bro, we know some sluts, and after you fucking get your ass kicked, bro, they'll fuck you. So they tried to sweeten the deal, but it didn't sound all that sweet to me, so I just fucking stuck with skateboarding and punk rock and heavy metal music culture. But yes... We have gangsters, and you know what? Some of them are my friends, some of them are just fiends. You know, we're all a bunch of fucking weird-ass individuals, and I fucking embrace diversity in different cultures. I've noticed you've mentioned skateboarding about 15.4 times, so why don't you tell us what skateboarding means to your life, and maybe, uh, you know, a cool story. Oh, yeah. Well, there's this one time I was skateboarding down the ditch, hauling ass, fucking kid drops in on me, fucking... Throw a Superman to the bottom of the ditch, crack my skull open, Pitbull starts licking my blood. I'm like, no, doggy, go away. Fucking my friends helped carry me out of the ditch. 911 was called. I'm fucking delirious. My friends pull up. I get in the car. Fucking cop pulls up behind us and said, yeah, I got a call about some skateboarders and something going on at the top of the ditch with fucking breaking glass and spray painting and this and that. I was like, I don't know, man. I'm pissing blood out my fucking head. I got to go to the hospital. He's like, no, you guys got to stay right the fuck here because there is open containers in this car. I look up out the windshield and I see 
a guy holding a poodle in his hand with that pit bull that was lapping up my fucking blood out of the bitch, latched on his arm. He's sucking the fucking shit out of the dog in the fucking face. And I look up and I go, look at that. The cop goes, God damn it. Stay right here. Fucking my friends are all Johnny, we got to go. By that time, my wife had pulled up and she fucking gave me a ride to the hospital. I get 16 staples in my head. Come back home to see on the 10 o'clock news. Dog uh, attacks police officer and gets shot. I was like, God bless that dog. He's a saint. Did you see the owner or was there any, is it just a dog or did someone try to get the dog or? Oh yeah. As a matter of fact, when I was uh, getting fucking, my wife was helping me up the ditch. I fucking hear two gunshots. And then this dude comes jogging down the bike trail and he's like, have you seen a pit bull? It's like, uh, yeah, it's up the street. I think it just got shot on me. So what? I was like, I gotta go to the hospital, dude. I'm pissing blood out of my head. I got time for this shit. Fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, that pit bull saved me, man. He took one for the team. So what kind of injury, man? Did you get stitches or? 16 staples. I got this big-ass scar that looks like a star on the back of my head. And um, I think it, like, helped me gain more brain cells or something, dude, you know? Yeah, totally. Uh, skateboarding definitely takes a major toll on your body, your knees, your hands. Uh, it's just a brutal assault. Um, those guys at 40 and 50 are just almost worthless. Oh, yeah, I am wrecked, and I am 40 years old, and I'm going to skate till my fucking feet don't work, and I'm going to degraft till my fucking hands don't work. And then I guess I'll try not to use my brain. I might be on some Stephen Hawkins shit, right? <laughs> This is so entertaining, I'm losing it, honestly. Um, noticed you on a lot of, uh, you know, gondolas. I think most graph writers would throw those things to the wayside like an ex-lover's panties. Is there a secret to painting them? I mean, who the hell wants to paint those things? Right, dude, they're my favorite thing to paint, dude. If I see a whole line of fucking solid cold reefers in the yard, I'm going straight to the gondolas. I'm going to hit them bitches. They got them fucking 10-inch ribs. Mmm, that's the goods. Do you ever look at the flick later and say, damn it, the ribs beat me again? Yeah, <laughs> the ribs always win, dude. It's like fucking heartburn, you know? It just fucking gets you, but... Yeah, man, I'll paint those shits. I'll paint whatever I got access to, you know? I try and just find my niche with this freight thing. I found I could get a little bit of longevity out of it, so that helps, you know? Started out, you know, putting in work in the city, well, fuck, I got busted a couple times. I got all kinds of fucking responsibilities and fucking grown-up type shit going on. So if I can just sneak away, get in the cut, smash and dash, rip and run, fuck yeah, I'm going to hit it. I know you're old enough to be my dad, but honestly, uh, when you started painting, was there even such thing as a legal wall? Oh, dude, yeah, it's unheard of. It was fucking great. We painted these ditch walls, like I said, at the Kingdom or other random flat ditch walls. And there wasn't cell phones back then. Fuck, there wasn't even fucking beepers back then. So they'd be like, hey, quit fucking painting. I'm going to call the cops. And I back then I'd get scared. But then I realized, well, what the fuck are you going to call the cops? What are you going to do, dude? Get in your fucking VW bug, put up to your fucking house on the hill, get on your rotodial phone that takes like fucking 30 seconds to fucking even dial 911 three numbers. Fuck no. But, of course, you know, I got arrested a couple times, this and that, and I didn't even know legal walls existed. Now I like them, though, because it's good to fucking brush up on your skills and hit them legal walls before you start trying to fucking get up into some big boy shit, you know? 
you know, older graffiti writers are going extinct, a lot of them. A lot of the other ones are endangered species. Are there any OGs that are still painting that came up with you when you started? Yes, there's quite a few. The first time I ever hit a freight was with ACT, WENT, and SOFA, ATK members that are still active today. And it was a really humbling experience, man. I had cheap paint. I had to paint on some fucked up door. I had never painted a freight train before. When they said we were going to go paint a freight, I thought we meant we were going to paint a freight trailer or something. I didn't know what the fuck it was. And we didn't know what we were doing. They did because they had been doing it since like 1989 or fucking 90, you know? And then, shit, I just want to be, those OGs are still out there and they got fucking fresh skills. And there's a lot of fucking sleeping dragons that I want to wake up and I want to fucking encourage them to fucking spread their wings and fucking burn with fire. And all you youngsters, I want you guys to come up too, man. Let's fucking represent and have a good time. That's what it's all about. You know, graph is a pretty competitive sport, but if you think about it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, there's these are graphletes. I mean, if you ponder it, man, there's room for everybody to get sucked off and get mad love. Just share it all. Um, I, I, I like that getting sucked off part, and I like the love part. Now, the whole sport part, I got into graph to escape that fucking jock mentality. I don't want to hear about how many freight trains you can bench press or how much this that you do. Do it at your own pace, at your own level, and fucking have fun with it and show some fucking love. And yes, we can all get sucked off. Fuck yeah, brother. <laughs> you know, man, grindcore is popular, deathcore... Heavy metal, graffiti, it's all so accessible now because of the internet. And it's all super popular. Is that good for graph? Is that good for culture? It's, dude, it's popular? Yes! Fuck yeah, that is great! Grindcore's popular? Dude, fuck yeah! I love it, man. My fucking first Grindcore show was Sepultura, Obituary, and Sadist. Full on stage diving. I was 15 years old. They fucking launched me four feet into the air right at the foot of the fucking guitarist of obituary. And he's looking at me all weird. And I fucking jump in the crowd and they just throw me back on his feet again. And then they got sick of me being on the stage. So they fucking dude like kind of kicked me on my way out. It was great. Oh man, I can't wait to go stage diving again. Now this is popular. Fuck yeah. You know, it seems like a broken heart and a broken nose definitely teach the best lessons. Do you think it's necessary to get hurt to learn? Is pain a good teaching tool? Pain and suffering are pretty much what most living organisms on this planet can learn from. You know, you touch fucking fire, it's going to fucking burn you. But I'm the type of dude that's like, well, maybe if I put on an up glove, I could touch it over here a little bit and hold my hand on it a little longer. So, yeah, man, it's all right to get your face smashed in. And, you know, and even when I fucking lose, I win, dude. It's great. We're definitely going to quote that. So you live out in the Southwest, man, in the desert. Do a lot of weird rituals and spells and UFOs and natives and sweat lodges and all sorts of crazy stuff happen out there. Kind of tell people some of the things that go on in a desert. Dude, there's so much different cultures. Um, A lot of Native American tribes have all kinds of myths and legends. Um, Chaco Canyon was a spiritual dwelling. Not a dwelling to live at, but only for spiritual people. There's all kinds of fucking alien activities, UFOs. I've seen the fucking UFOs three times. There's a lot going on out here. And um, the culture, 
I embrace it from the natives to the Mexicans to the Anglo-Saxons to the Spaniards, everyone in between, man. It's going on, dude. It's cracking off. This is we're living in the USA. We won the sperm lottery, man. You know, we just gotta enjoy these fucking good times. Or at least make the best of it, even when the fucking times are bad. Fuck, we're not living in fucking Syria or fucking Afghanistan, you know? Let's fucking live it up and have some fun. Is it strange to you that the masses are completely uninformed, completely misled, and rarely make a choice for themselves? Is that weird? I think uh, the media, the internet, the government, the fucking propaganda starts fucking interfering with people's fucking free will and clear conscious thoughts is where they're diluted by fucking outside forces that just mind fuck the hell out of people. And they think that watching TV and keeping up with the Kardashians is actually keeping up with fucking reality. Fuck no, man. Go outside your front door and see what the fuck you see. You might see something cool. You might see something fucking ugly, but at least you fucking experienced it, you know? Don't fucking sit behind screens the rest of your life. Go out there and get it. So is graph about money or fame or status, what's it really for? No, man. I just want to go and fucking represent a good time with my friends and do it for love. Just kind of like these punk rock bands. They don't fucking play to get rich. They don't fucking play to get all these fucking hot, beautiful women. They do it for themselves and for the fucking people that understand the culture. And that's why I do this graph shit is just for the love of the culture and the fucking art. You know, you give a guy a platform and he uses it to talk about himself. Is there anyone out there that you would like to bring our attention to? Someone we should be, you know, searching on the internet or looking for their stuff? Something that really inspired you? Homie, the unsung hero is Albuquerque's true king. Agree one. He came out here from Brooklyn and he showed what graffiti was to everyone in Albuquerque. He dropped styles like fuck. The dude... When I was first coming up as a total toy, he looked at my sketchbook and he said, right on, dude. You know what? Someday you're going to be a fucking king if you keep fucking doing graph. Dude, I fucking sucked. But the dude didn't put me down. He put me up. I was like, fuck it, this dude is awesome. And if you guys know who Agree is from Brooklyn, the dude is the man. He painted subways in the fucking 80s and he died before his fucking time, but his spirit still lives with me and all the fucking people that he touched. Agree one, ATK all the way. Thank you. I'll definitely repeat that. Rest in peace, man. So what did you guys do for fun growing up, man? Amusement parks, circus, what, some type of festival, anything? Yeah, it's called a fucking ditch. Fucking put parking curbs on the side of the ditch, and the amusement park was the fucking freak show of people that walk up and down it. Like, I'd have drunks telling me, no, you're 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 doing that trick wrong, brother. You gotta you gotta stay on the skateboard. There was no amusement parks. There was no entertainment. We had to make our own fun. We throw sticks and rocks, skate a skateboard, ride in a ditch. There wasn't no Disneyland. There's no fun in the sun out here, man. This place is fucking dangerous. You remember when Boys in the Hood came out? Did that have a change, or did you enjoy the flick? All right, when Boys in the Hood and Colors and all that shit happened. Then the fucking gangster population jumped up, but it fucking changed the culture to where it seemed like the traditional trollo dudes wanted to be like the black gangsters and stuff, and everyone wanted to fucking sell crack and smoke crack. I'm glad that crack epidemic's gone, but now it's been replaced with fucking heroin and meth, and it's just 
fucking out of control. I thought it was kind of a bad fucking influence on my local area, but, I mean, I didn't live that culture, so I fucking can't really understand it myself. You know, you bring up a good point, man, that movies do have a major influence. You know, Prayer of the Roller Boys uh, for rollerblading. You got BMX Bandit for uh, freestyle biking. And for graph riders, you've got Style Wars. Uh, what kind of impact did Style Wars have on you? First time I watched it, fuck, I can't even remember. It was sometime, I guess, you know, early to mid-90s. Great movie. New York Subway Riders are my fucking ultimate influences. Because, it, I guess, in a sense... I'm trying to emulate that style because we don't got no subways out here. And when we first started painting these freight trains, we didn't fucking know what the fuck we were doing. So we're doing these ugly ass fucking floaters. Most like 90% of the trains were clean. So when we saw a piece of graffiti, we're like, who is that? Where'd that come from? Wait, maybe these go to like small towns outside the city. And then we're seeing like LA, we're seeing gin and deuce and, all kinds of other stuff, Push and Fable coming in, and we're like, oh yeah, Style Wars. Oh, it's such a great movie. Uh, Don D. White, all I can say. Don D. White, rest in peace, rest forever, dude. That will live forever. It seems like in life there's a lot of adversity, but on the back end it becomes an advantage because of the strength that you earn from it. Do you think people should embrace suffering? Should they embrace the adversity? We all got our vices, man, and... I've done my share of dope and I've gotten off it and I don't condone it. I don't condemn it because I've been on both sides of the fucking fence. All I can say is it's all about moderation. And when it comes to pain, yeah, you can try and mask it with fucking opiate painkillers. But the thing is, you fucking run out of opiate painkillers. They just give you more pain. It's fucking retarded. I just recently got off. I'm sober. I'm constantly struggling with life's challenges whether you're on drugs or off drugs you're always gonna fucking have problems it's a fucking roller coaster ride just fucking hang on it's gonna be scary it's gonna be fast it's gonna be slow just fucking hang on and do what's right for you man i don't know if you're gonna understand this but uh comedy is a great thing for all people it's good for your heart it's good for your health uh, it kind of makes the world a better place um, is there any comedians that inspire you that you listen to or enjoy? You're absolutely right. And you know what? You need to keep your liver spotted hands off my mother. She's a saint, you geriatric fuck. You need to go upstairs, get your checkbook, and write me and Dale a check for $10,000. That's a quote from Step Brothers, Will Ferrell. <laughs> keep laughing, my friends. Oh, yeah. You need to be stopped, man. If I was in the <laughs> same room with you, I'd use an animal tranquilizer, but not for your enjoyment, but for your oh. dismantlement. <laughs> right on. Well, Thanks. You know, I think the definition of a good interview is when the listener has a picture of what the person being interviewed looks like. A police sketch, if you will. And you definitely, through your speaking and your jargon, and your experiences create a very potent image of what you look like. It's super entertaining, and I think you did a hell of a job. I've definitely enjoyed this. This is what great. Is that, what does that police sketch look like in your brain? You know the bus driver on The Simpsons with, like, the missing arm? 
I kind of see you as that guy. I don't know why, man. I'm sorry. Is that bad or what's that guy's no, name? That's pretty, what's that guy's that's name? Pretty, um, I was thinking of the bus driver Otto, but yeah, um, yeah, Otto, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. I know. Uh, my friends also describe me as the violinist from the band Kansas. Uh, Dust of the wind, carry on my wayward son. Huh? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's cool, man. Well, you definitely stepped up and made this happen, so thanks for getting on board. Um, I think you should be medicated, honestly, and uh, please stay away from sharp objects and small children. But aside from that, I think you're a great guy. Uh, any last words? Yeah, man, I'd just like to fucking thank everyone that's put me up and uh, you know represented a good time with me. I'm representing H2 Crew. Heavy hitters. I'm also representing TEL, Todos Estamos Locos. And I am also repping my crew that I created with Desk One, which is TLC, Trainline Crusaders, The Line Crushers. And, uh, peace, I'm out. I'm a mic drop. Okay, I guess that concludes our evening broadcast. The views and opinions of Anti-187 do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this broadcasting service or the rest of society. Thank you.